Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. Over the next few weeks, I am hoping to give you what I am giggling in my mind a little bit calling the gift of Asha Dornfest. If you are new to this show, Asha was the co-founder of this podcast and my co-host from 2015 to 2021. She is just a gem and working with her both as co-authors of the book Minimalist Parenting, which we published in 2013, and co-hosts of this show for all those years was such a bright spot in my life. I have several early holiday episodes that I recorded with Asha that have been locked in the archives since they were originally produced. Also a note, in case you're newer to this show, I explained why there was a locked archive at the very beginning of the year, but in short, at the start of 2023, I migrated to join the Atalyst Podcasting Network, which has been amazing. And I took that opportunity to finally address the reality that before we had a trained sound editor, nearly 200 episodes in, oh my goodness, we turned out to have sound quality issues depending on where you were listening to the show. Yikes. Anyhow, so I'd sort of been in denial about that for a long time, but when the shift was happening to Atalyst, I kind of was like, this is the time to make sure that the sound quality of the entire catalog is pristine and worthy of the show and not resulting in a frustrating listener experience. So at the end of 2022, while I was preparing for this move, I tried to reproduce as many shows from that early inventory as I could manage using a combination of metrics and intuition to inform my decision-making and there were still a ton that remained to be processed. Some are outdated and will remain unprocessed, but others definitely deserve to come back from behind that wall. I have been wanting to bring these holiday episodes back for some time and am thrilled to be able to do so over the coming weeks. 
Just a note, I am listening through them all to ensure that the concepts hold true today. And that was certainly true for today's episode, which is about relaxing the frenzy around holiday gift giving without tamping down generosity or feeling stingy or taking the joy out of the season. This episode originally was number 18, airing in 2015. There is a moment when I refer to four-year-old Violet and Asha refers to her son as a high school sophomore, which was like, wow, that was a long time ago. This episode proved a really great listen for me as a reminder that you can be a little less hardlined, which I feel is where my headspace has been of late. And as I was working on the recut notes for this show, I was thinking about why my head is where it's at. And here are my best guesses. I have been really focused on getting rid of stuff. I shared about this in an episode called the 30 to 50% decluttering target report. Also, I really feel focused on the power of time together over stuff. I just want relaxed time with people I care about. I also have been incredibly busy with a major client project launch since late September. So the idea of adding errands to my plate has seemed rather daunting. And also, I will admit this is coming from a place of privilege and abundance, but I just don't really feel like I need anything, and I'm super grateful for that. And of course, we are amidst all sorts of manufactured shopping holidays following Thanksgiving, so I'm hoping this episode might offer you a respite or a point of pause to consider doing less. And this episode helped me remember that there are so many lovely ways to give. I hope you will enjoy it. I also wanted to share a few helpful related episodes. There is smart and simple holiday food planning, restful holiday ideas, episodes on holiday gift giving, as well as navigating holiday grief and joy. And then most recently, the episode Gratitude in the Hard Seasons Part 2 with Casey Davis, which follows part one that aired on Casey's podcast Struggle Care. And also, since we are in a season of gratitude and generosity, I wanted to read this listener note. This person wrote, I just listened to my first episode today, and I love how Christine breaks down editing into a manageable task that I can take away from the episode. Also love how relatable she is. Looking forward to listening to older episodes I have missed. Thank you so much to this person for leaving a review. I would be so grateful if you would also consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling friends about the show. Those acts mean so much to me, and I know it is an ask, so thank you for considering. We'll be right back. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin but decreases gradually as we age? 
leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. We want to talk about gift giving. Um, I mean, gift giving, it's, it's, it's so wonderful to give gifts during the holidays and it can also be very overwhelming. I mean, it just seems like gift giving is, you know, fueled by sometimes obligation and also that crazy commercial machine that just never seems to let up. And I think also there's a real temptation to fall into the more is better trap during the holidays. It's, it's natural. I mean, it's the end of the year. We want to celebrate and, and we want to treat ourselves and we want to treat the people that we love. But I think if we aren't mindful about it, we can get pulled along by expectations rather than, you know, just our own sort of natural feelings of generosity. So we wanted to devote an episode to talking about how to relax the craziness around holiday gift giving without feeling like we're tamping down generosity or feeling stingy or somehow taking the joy out of the holidays. Yes, I think, you know, this is such a great topic. And I, I did want to say, too, that um, I won't speak for you here, Asha, but personally, I I, I do love shopping and gift giving. Um, you know, I, I love John. I love finding things for him. I love, you know, my it's it's fun to shop for the girls. But what I don't like about the holiday frenzy is that just commercial frenzy that leads to mindless gift giving. And that, um, you know, I think part of my context comes from coming from a big family and gift giving over the years became very complicated because with six siblings and then parents and in-laws and things, you know, invariably you're going to have different levels of relationships with different people. So it made gift giving very stressful. You know, do I want to, what do I get for the person who doesn't treat me that well? You know, Mm -hmm. it's very complicated. So one of the best things ever, I don't know who motivated it. It actually wasn't me. It was somebody else's idea. But um, at some point, once the kids, the grandchild generation came around, um, we decided to no longer do obligatory sibling gifts and instead just focus on the elder generation. That's very Korean, you know, so the par- my parents um, and then the, the little kids. And that was just, oh, it was just so wonderful when we decided to put the brakes on on the obligatory gifts. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like with a family with so many siblings to just right, like the number of variables in play. And just the sheer expense of doing that. That's pretty amazing. It was, yeah, it was crazy. I'm sure I gave yeah. some crappy gifts just because I didn't know what to do, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Rather give crap than nothing because then I'll, you know, <laughs> get in trouble for not giving something. So, yeah, totally. I mean, when gift giving turns into sort of checking something off a list, I mean, we need to have a, it's, it's, we need to have a list, but I, but I think, yeah, it's that obligatory thing. Yes. I mean, I love, I also loved gift giving. I, 
I will say that I do not love shopping. I never have loved shopping, but gift giving, there's a, there's an exception when it's fun to shop for people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I honestly, I sort of feel like I've gotten a free pass out of the annual holiday craziness because my family, my family celebrates Hanukkah. And so because in some ways there is not the same level of sort of gift expectation and plus the whole commercial machine is really focused on Christmas instead mm -hmm. of Hanukkah. Somehow I feel exempt from all of that and I can just sort of enjoy. And I think the other thing is that the dates of Hanukkah change every year. So there isn't that sense of yes, like, right. there's this deadline, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so this has never been a huge problem for me, but, um, but I remember um, when I was younger visiting, you know, friends' houses, um, around Christmas time. And I was so shocked because I would walk into a stranger's house for you know, like with a friend, we would go to somebody else's house for a Christmas party and I would walk into their house and they would have a gift for me. Like mm -hmm. they had gifts for all people who came to their Christmas party. And it was like, wow, I mean, do you people do this? Yeah. Because <laughs> wow, I couldn't believe it. Everyone got a little towel or this. And oh I just thought that's amazing. Yeah. I'm not, I know everybody doesn't do that, but still, I think that there is a sense you know, there should be gifts for everyone. And so um, I just I we wanted to offer some alternatives to that. So in the you know, just really taking back the joy of gift giving and embracing our generosity while losing the crap surrounding it. So we wanted to share some ideas with you. I'm going to start with a sort of higher level, you know, just organizational one. And it is to make a plan and write it down, whether it's on paper or on your digital to do list. The reason I say this is it can be very tempting to kind of just wing it, but I have found in the past personally that um, making a plan and and also I would say editing it <laughs> um, will prevent shopping creep. Um, so, you know, just if you're just going to write down like one thing for each person or, or whatever it is, just kind of keep it. It'll help you keep on but on budget and, you know, avoid just buying stuff for the sake of buying it. I actually saw um, floating around on Facebook something from um, a website called Money Saving Sisters that I thought was really cute. And it was a it was a four gift challenge. And it was just saying, you know, when you're gift giving, if you I mean, if you if it's for somebody, you're actually going to give four presents, which would be a lot. But that might be like a kid or, you know, a spouse or something. But one one thing would be something they want. Two would be something they need. Three is something to wear. And four is something to read. And I share this just because I want it. It's sort of the same idea of just putting very firm parameters around it to prevent the shopping creep. Mm hmm. That's great. I've I, I, I've heard other people um, talk about those four categories and that really helps them. And, you know, I actually keep a gift list throughout the year. I just have this list in Wonderlist saying gift ideas. And if I just come across something in a store somewhere and I'm like and I think to myself, huh, that would be really cool for so and so. I just write it down so I can remember because who's ever going to remember these things? Mm -hmm. And um, it's I, I always feel like I'm saved in November or whatever, when I find that list and I remember, oh yeah, I've actually been, you know, keeping track. I mean, it's, it's, it's very casual. It's not like I, you know, have a very specific list, but it really does help to, to write it down. Um, both, you know, ongoing or, you know, like Christine said, like literally when you're ready to start doing your holiday shopping, just have a, have a list. Um, yes, indeed. I think lists save me, uh, for just about everything mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. So um, my tip would be to actually consider fewer gifts. Now, I I hear that 
little four gift challenge. And that's really nice. But I feel like it, I'd just like to throw out there that it's okay to give fewer gifts too. Oh yeah. You know, little kids, I I, I think there's something about that image of the big pile of gifts under the tree. um, That's very, it's, it's beautiful. And it's, it just seems so lovely and abundant, but you know, when my kids were little, we once, you know, had fun and got a ton of gifts and my kids got totally overwhelmed. And yeah, you know, the, fir- the first gift was really exciting. The second gift was fun. After that, there was lots of sort of ripping of paper and people sort of lost interest at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't, I actually think the experience was a little disappointing for me. You know, I was sort of, you know, part of the gift is the delight that you see you know, on your children's faces. And I think it, it really gets overwhelming for kids. So, you know, maybe sticking to one or two wrapped gifts, um, you know, plus let's not forget the stocking, you know, the stocking is also a thing. So, yep. um, but, you know, consider instead extending that gift opening moment. So really sort of stretching out that period of time. So it's not this compressed frenzy of like, crazy gift opening. Um, but instead, you know, you're sitting down, there's some music, maybe there's a fire in the fireplace. People get to drink a special drink. Um, you know, there's a pause when each person opens their gift so that everyone gets some focused attention. I think that really makes a difference, makes the whole experience more special. Absolutely. I, I totally agree The the, yeah, the ripping and the frenzy. Oh, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Stresses me out. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's such a funny thing because I mean, really it, it is all about delighting people and, and we think we're delighting people and you know, I don't know. It's, it's a funny thing. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say also that, um, you know, this is another byproduct of having a lot of family members and very generous family members is my kids get inundated around the holidays. Um, I'll say Vi, Vi loves it. You know, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. like more presents, more presents. Sure. But, um, one thing that we do that I'm sure, you know, many of our listeners might know about this idea, but, you know, if they get a ton of presents, especially for those little ones, then I just stow a bunch of them away because mm-hmm. they're not even going to be able to deal with all of it. Um, and then I just like unveil them on that rainy day, you know, one at a time. And that's it's a good way to kind of spread out the spread out the love. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. absolutely. OK, so my third tip is another kind of um, well, I wouldn't say it's big picture, but it's it's. It's it's crap free and it is to make part of your plan, whatever it is, to focus on gratitude and reconnection. I know that might sound a little cheesy, but it matters. And I I wrote a post that I'll link up in our show notes about six simple ways to express gratitude and foster reconnection, including some ideas with kids. And I just think that it's such um, it's such a simple and important part that seems so logical, but I think it's, it's very easy to lose sight of it. Um, so, you know, your gift could be, you know, making some phone calls and reconnecting with some people or, or what have you, but just, I I think it's a really important thing to, to insert into the plan. Mm -hmm. I think absolutely. I mean, I think that it's, it's true that, you know, kids can do this as well. And, um, this is some, I remember something that you talked about some time ago, which is that when, kids receive gifts, you know, they sort of look through all their toys and, you know, stuff and, you know, for each new thing they receive to choose something that they're maybe no longer playing with that sort of gently used, but still very playable and, and giving it away. Um, I did say that once. What a good idea. <laughs> you did sort of one in one out or yeah. more. Yeah. And, and just, um, you know, 
we don't need to be heavy handed about it. I think it's just like you're saying, it's part of the plan that that we're receiving and we're giving. And and there's something bigger to that than just the stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's wonderful. And it like, yeah, it doesn't have to be some some big, huge message. Yeah. And, it's um, you know, it's amazing that, you know, even the little ones can absorb it. Um, actually, just this week, uh, Vi had a, a gift card to like build a bear or something that we've had for like two years and just not gotten around to it. And I said, we were just kind of hanging around. And she said, I said, oh, Vi, are you going to ever use these? Because she was carrying them around like a credit card or something. And she said, well, daddy said I have too many stuffed animals, so I can't use it yet. <laughs> and I said, well, why don't we, you know, why don't we um, make a plan for that? And she said, and she actually said on her own volition, she said, oh, maybe I could collect some of my toys to give away. <laughs> and I was like, Aww. she's getting it. Yay, she's wow. getting it, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's only four years old. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you just keep the keep the dialogue going and about giving and giving to others, you know, the kids kids will pick it up. Yeah, they will pick it up. And it's not, I mean, it's not always effortless. I mean, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I know my kids is just like, no, I love that, you know? And so it's, it's hard. It, it's a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, but it's a, so I think it can be a very gentle process. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure, but for sure. For sure. I think that's, that's a great, oh, that's so great. Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. I would like to, with my next tip, make a big plug for handwritten cards instead of gifts. Mm. 
you know how great it is when you like open the mail and there's a, you know, there's a card from a friend or, or whatever. And it's, I find it so delightful and wonderful to see people's handwriting. I don't know what it is about people's handwriting, but you know, time and time again, when I've talked to um, parent hacks readers about gift ideas, um, you know, for teachers or others, people talk about how meaningful it is to receive a handwritten note and that they're often more appreciated than physical gifts. And so I think teachers, especially, this is really my go-to for teachers and for many of my friends and, um, and also service providers, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of times people buy gifts for the post post office person. And uh, I mean the, you know, postal delivery person and um, haircut people and, you know, various other service providers in your life. And I think if you just write a note uh, to those people and, you know, include a tip, I think a tip is really nice. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think nobody wants more cookies. I think a little more money is always very welcome and helpful, but just expressing your appreciation for people or something that you love about them. I mean, that just stays with people. And let's remember that people are trying to declutter anyway. A lot of people are. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really nice for people to receive something that doesn't involve you know, something they all now have to manage. I'm inspired. I, I am seriously, I know I, I often say this. Well, I, I'm often inspired by you, but I think that <laughs> I'm going to really do this. I'm thinking especially with some of my sisters, you know, um, because especially, I, and I think a handwritten note, even if it's just a few sentences um, coming from somebody who is so digitally oriented, especially, I think it would, it would feel even more, it just shows such a nice effort and thoughtfulness. Um and I just love the idea of telling somebody by my own hand, like how much they mean to me or, you know, whatever the message is. But I love mm-hmm. that. I love it so much. Well, it's funny because, you know, we don't send out holiday cards every year, but every year that I do, I um, I always forego the whole thing about, you know, getting the addresses pre-printed and using labels. And, and for some reason, it's really important to me to write everything out because I I get such a kick when... Even when the envelope shows up in my mailbox and I see somebody's handwriting, because I can recognize people by their handwriting sometimes. I don't know. Did, that, we, I mean, talk, per- did we talk about that one time? Because that's that's actually something I that's something I explicitly do. I don't get the pre pre done um, addressing because I actually mm-hmm. like to write out the addresses. Yeah. It just oh. feels like a little nod of like, hello. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. And I mean, that's definitely personal, you know, so I don't want to sort of put it out there that, um, you know. If you really want your holiday cards to be meaningful, you will handwrite every one of them. It's a yeah. it's totally personal thing, but it's just one of those funny things. I would say, though, you know, think about it, like write write notes. And you know what? Have your kids write notes to their teachers. I, I, I just remembered this. My son, Sam, he's a sophomore in high school now. Anyway, I used to always have, you know, sit both kids down and have them write notes to their teachers. And that kid writes the best notes. He oh, seriously and that's the stuff writes these awesome Oh my notebooks. gosh. Yeah. yeah. What I, I actually was sort of choked up by some of the notes that he wrote as teachers. And so, you know, it's amazing what, what kids will come up with too. So yeah. encourage that. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next tip is actually, this is one of my just favorite things around the holidays. I have this real, as you know, I'm really obsessed with clutter-free <laughs> holiday gift giving. And so food gifts are hands down one of my favorite things to do. And actually, you know, I did mention that um, we no longer do the obligatory sibling gifts. But one thing I do like to do because it brings me joy and um, it doesn't create clutter is that around the holidays, I'll make kind of like a 
big basket of food type gifts and then just bring them to my family's holiday, whatever it is we're doing. And then people can just, it's like a party favor. People can pick something up if they want it. They don't have to. But um, that way I can just kind of, it's a little token of, hey, you know, we're related. <laughs> Here's something. <laughs> if you if you choose to have it. If not, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the show notes, I'll link up a couple. I have a couple of great food food gift um, links. And also um, our friend Marie LeBaron at Make and Takes. She has a couple of really cute ideas. And I'll, I'll include those as well. And you have one too, right? You have a really good I, one? I do. I have this recipe or this homemade chai concentrate, chai, like tea. And um, it does not involve non-dairy creamer or anything like that. It's just this totally delicious sort of spiced mixture with sweetened condensed milk and you stir it into a cup of tea and oh, so good. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm so doing that. It's easy too. Really easy. Oh, it's delicious. All right. So my next tip is I would like to just put it out there that your kids can make gifts. I am not talking about fancy perfection here. I'm talking about simple gifts that your kids can make. They can repurpose some of their art projects. Um, I know one thing that my kids used to do is, you know, they would bring home all these art projects and we would sort of cut them up and stick them on blank cards and turn them into personalized cards. They can make little ornaments. There are so many great things that kids can do. And and you can do for that matter. One time we actually, um, I can't believe we did this because we're not particularly crafty, but we, uh, the four of us sat down at the dining room table and we had a family crafter noon during, during the holiday break. And we all made gifts. We just made whatever it was we wanted. And so anyway, we'll pull together some really easy ideas for crafts in the show notes. And I just, you know, give it a shot. You'd be surprised. Um, our friend um, Gabrielle Blair of Design Mom just posted the most beautiful. Um, it's a little DIY for this beautiful polymer clay necklace. It's so oh, simple. Oh, is it the half moon? Yes. Yes, I, I saw, saw that, that in I, my feed. I thought I, yeah. Christine would love that. That was the first thing I thought. I need to do and that. I need to do that. It looks so easy. And um, my other favorite blog for these things is Handmade Charlotte. It's such a great blog. And the ideas, I just, they're, they're beautiful. They are. And some of them are complicated and some of them are super, super easy. Um, I think, you know, and the other thing is um, homemade body products. That's oh, yes. really nice to do. Yes, indeed. Our friend um, Allison, a petite elephant, she has wonderful like DIY body products. That just mm-hmm. seems like something really nice for a friend. So anyway. Yeah, those three, I got to say, those three women... Gabby, Rachel, and Allison, they're just they're just awesome and creative and wonderful. And so listeners, you all will link them up, but you all need to like get to know them because they're awesome and they have lots of brilliant ideas to share. So they do. And Marie, those and Marie. Yes. Like these are the these are the people I go there. And every time I go to one of these blogs, it's like every time there's something interesting. So and they're awesome people in person, too. They're not just like Internet robots. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we don't. Yeah. We we don't we don't talk about internet robots. We only talk about really awesome people on yeah, this podcast. Totally, totally. And speaking of in real life, um, that's the perfect segue to my next tip, which is um, one of my favorite crap free gifts is experiential gifts. Um, you know, I'm a former performer, an artsy person, um, so I love performances. You know, whether it's a play or ballet or whatever and it doesn't have to be you know a super expensive thing it can be like a local theater type thing and i'll say even just time together um you know sometimes when some of my sisters have asked about you know gifts for laurel and vi i say 
time with you. Seriously, one like one hour. <laughs> and it's not just because I'm gunning for babysitting, but because my girls especially delight in their aunties so much that, you know, even just having um, an hour play date or, you know, one time my my sister and her wife um, took the girls out to the new Minions movie for, I think it was like a late joint birthday present or something, but the girls just had the best time. And of course, because they're the aunties, they can buy them all the sugar babies they want and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just, it's something that they, they still talk about. You know, mm-hmm. those experiences are just so, so wonderful. Well, and it's funny too with kids because sometimes the simplest thing is the thing that they remember. Oh, you know? yeah, totally. It's just so funny, right? Like the sugar babies or the minions or some joke or something. Mm-hmm. So great. Um, yes, yes, absolutely experiential gifts. You know, we did something uh, not too long ago. We we booked a night in a local hotel for the family and um, that's really fun. Like mm-hmm. a hotel in your town. That is something that's actually a really fun experience, uh, experience to just sort of be a, a tourist in your town, even for 24 hours. That's a, that's a fun gift. Yeah. Um, a little more expensive, but you know, it's just, it's just one of those funny things. There are, there are all sorts of experiences maybe that, you know, that we can sort of experiment with. So I would like to, uh, I would like to um, recommend donations as gifts. Um, yeah. Donation to, a favorite charity or uh, something that you feel strongly about. Um, I think this is an ideal gift, especially for extended family, Um, you know, as opposed to shipping things all over the country. Again, I just want to remind you that the people on your list are also probably trying to declutter. And, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it's the, it's people love the fact that you thought of them. um, But, you know, they are, probably trying to, you know, clear stuff out of out of their houses while there are others truly wrestling with scarcity. I mean, I think this is we know this. Mm-hmm. And so a donation in a family member's name is just the perfect answer. OK, so my last tip is um, it's just a little bit different. And I thought of it because this is something we're doing right now. But um, one idea is to choose like a bigger thing, you know, as a couple or as a family. Um and just do away with all the little cluttery things. Um, so, for example, it could be, you know, a family vacation. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but I just mean like something you do as a family. Or, you know, John and I over the last couple of years have really been focusing on our nest and really making it ours. So this year we're talking about we we ordered a couch, which was a little bit of an unexpected thing. Um, and we said to each other, well, you know, maybe we'll just forego Christmas gifts to one another and this couch, you know, will be our gift to one another. Um, and then some years we've also bridged that because, you know, I, I don't mean to sound so lovey-dovey, but I just, I do love John and I love, you know, just finding little things for him, little soaps or whatever. Um, so in other years, we've decided on one sort of nesty thing we're doing together and then we'll set like a 25 or $50 budget to not go over for just smaller things. So you can mm-hmm. kind of, you can set up some parameters, but just make it really clear so you don't have the thing where, you get some you get your spouse a mug and then they get you who knows what like a a new car you know <laughs> so you could just it, say it, it was a travel mug i mean that's so funny yeah yeah right no i think that's that's a really great idea well yeah. i think uh yeah we've really we've we've got we covered a lot of tips um we had a lot to say this time we did we? have a lot to say and you know i i want to flip the order and i want i want you to share your next edit tell, okay. tell us what your next edit is so my next edit is to really encourage you to try your hand at one handmade gift this year. 
And I just, I chose this because I know I have a little, uh, I'm firmly attached to my belief that I'm not crafty and that I don't make things. But the fact is, I do and I can. And they can be so simple, simple food gift for a friend, just something to remind you that it doesn't need to be complicated at all Mm -hmm. to be special. Yeah, we'll share easy ideas. We'll share lots of inspiration for that. So that'll be good. Um, Okay, so and then my your next edit is um, to identify one way to edit your holiday plan or carve out a new tradition and just go for it and remember that it can be an experiment. So, for example, perhaps this year you will choose to just do one thoughtful small gift per person instead of a lot of little things, you know, just to relieve yourself of the volume and, you know, just find a way to cut back your responsibilities a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you can just relax some more, breathe some more during the holidays. Just really, everybody will enjoy it more that way. Okay. I hope you are feeling inspired to do what feels right to you this holiday season. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.